0: Do you have trouble seeing up close or far away? How about at night? I know I do. Go check out Design for Vision and Sunglass Central. They are the premier eye care center for all eyeglasses, sunglasses, and contact lenses in southeastern PA. Whether it is the quality eyeglasses, sunglasses, or contacts that you're looking for, their styles represent the latest in fashionable but affordable eyewear. Not only do they offer a wide selection of non-prescription brands, but they offer prescription lenses fabrication. Whether it's in-store or online, they carry all major brands such as Oakley, Dolce & Gabbana, Coach, Michael Kors, Ray-Ban, Maui Jim, Wiley X, and many more. With over 50 years of experience, Design for Vision and Sunglass Central are the best in fabrication, selection, and fitting of designer and specialty glasses. Design for Vision has convenient locations in Morrisville, Levittown, New Hope, Newtown, and Jamison. Sunglass Central can be found at the New Hope, Newtown, and Jamison locations. That's designforvision.com and sunglasscentral.net. This is Chet with Flo Racing, you're listening to the 4 Wide Salute Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the 4 Wide Salute Podcast, presented by Line Decker Racing Engines. Head on over to Facebook, pop J. Line Decker Racing Engines into your search bar, and go see what Jason's got going on. On to our breaking news items. The circus and merry-go-round that is Sprint Car Racing continues once again, just continues. Breaking news coming out today, this morning, that Grove Racing has parted ways with the Steel City outlaw Tim Schaefer. Again, don't think anyone's seen it coming. So news to be had later on on who's going to fill that seat. Or where we might find Tim Schaefer in the near future. Also, in news that broke late last week, Kreitz Racing has announced their new driver for Port Royal, and only for certain events. Logan Wagner has stepped out of the Zemco Racing number one, which I was unaware of, and will pilot, haha, the legendary 69K for the bigger shows at Port Royal through the rest of this year. Kreitz Racing apparently received over 75 applicants to hop in the legendary car, and they are thumbing through all of that. They thought Logan Wagner was the best option to be successful at Port Royal, which, if you go back over the last five years, I think Lance DeWeese was the only one that really gave him a run for his money that ran there consistently. Yes, I know a lot of you are going to say Anthony Macri, however... With Macri going off the porch, as they say, he was not there as much as Logan or Lance was. So that is the plan going forward for the 69 k at Port Royal. And also news that broke out, of course, Brent Marks had made it known on social media that after the High Limit Show at Grandview this past week, he was taking time off until Knoxville. Now more news coming out. Danny Dietrich will be stepping away from the Randy Gass owned number 48 that he was running strictly for the High Limit Sprint Car Series. Danny indicated he wants to focus on the Gary Kaufman Racing 48. Danny ran that car at Grandview this past week and does not plan to hit any more High Limit shows until possibly Bridgeport in October. We get into a deeper discussion later on in this episode about things like this. And along those same lines, Braden Cromwell, he's added his name to the list of recent drivers to step away from the sport as a result of being burnt out. We dive deeper into this concept, this whole deal, the burnout on this week's show. Let's get into our results. Going back to last Monday, Indiana Sprint Week, ESAC, Sprint Cars, Circle City Raceway in Indiana, 8,000 to win. Kyle Cummins, your winner over Logan Seavey, Shane Cottle, Emerson Axum, and Xavier Doney. XR Super Series, Elkhorn 100, kicking off their two-day stint at Off-Road Speedway in Nebraska, running twin 5,000-to-win features. In Group A, Devin Moran was your winner over Bobby Pierce, Kyle Bronson, Jonathan Davenport, and Tanner English. And in Group B, Dalton Wilson picking up the win over Ricky Thornton Jr., Dennis Erb Jr., Hudson O'Neill, and Shane Clanton. On to Tuesday, Short Track Super Series North Region event, the Lumberjack Swing, as it was coined, Autodrome, Granby, Quebec, Canada, 10,000 to win, Matt Shepard picking up the win over David Ebert, Michael Parent, Matthew Desjardins, and Steve Bernard. XR Super Series Elkhorn 100, the finale, Off-Road Speedway, Nebraska, 100000 to win. Ricky Thornton Jr. picking up the win over Bobby Pierce, Kyle Bronson, Brandon Shepard, and Dalton Wilson. I have to say, if you go back to last year, we all know the story about the $2 million man. We know about Brandon Overton's dominance, especially on the bigger stage. And where are these guys at? Yes, they both have wins this year, but not nearly as dominant as guys like Bobby Pierce, Hudson O'Neill, and who I think is the best late model driver on the planet this year and one Ricky Thornton Jr. Things definitely changed. These guys either figured things out or are the perennial dominant guys starting to fall off a little bit? We shall see what happens going forward. On to Wednesday, Short Track Super Series North Region. Once again, lumberjack swing. Le RPM Speedway, Quebec, Canada, 10,000 to win this one as well. Money Matt Williamson picking up the victory over Stuart Friesen, Eric Rudolph, Mike Mahaney, and Mark Johnson. All-Star Circuit of Champions, Benton Speedway in Missouri. Derek Hagar picking up the win over Corey Day. Zeb Wise, Tim Schaefer, and Carrie Madsen. High Limit Sprint Car Series, rained out on Tuesday, did get the show in with the rain date on Wednesday. Grandview Speedway, $23,023 to win. Rico Abreu picking up the victory over Kyle Larson, Brent Marks, Denny Dietrich, and Corey Eliason. USAC Sprints, Indiana Sprint Week, once again, this time at Terra Hot Action Track, $8,000 to win. Justin Grant picking up the victory over Kevin Thomas Jr., C.J. Leary, Brady Bacon, and Emerson Axum. On to Thursday, All-Star Circuit of Champions, Lake Ozark, Speedway, in Missouri. A.A. Ron Aaron Reutzel, your winner over Parker Price Miller, Buddy Kofoid, Barrett St. and Zeb Wise. USAC Sprints, Indiana Sprint Week, Lincoln Park Speedway, otherwise known as Putnamville, 8,000 to win. Jake Swanson picking up the win over Robert Ballou, Brady Bacon, Justin Grant, and Chase Stocken running out the top five. On to Friday, All-Star Circuit of Champions I-70 Speedway in Missouri. Buddy Kofoid, your winner over Aaron Reutzel, Rico Abreu, Corey Day, and Justin Sanders. USAC Sprints, Indiana Sprint Week, Sheldon Kinzer Memorial Bloomington Speedway, 8,000 to win. Emerson Axum, your winner, over a very impressive run for one Briggs Danner. Chase Dawkins, Brady Bacon, and Kyle Cummins then rounded out the top five. Extreme Outlaw Midgets, Extreme Outlaw Midget Showdown, Ohio Valley Speedway in West Virginia, 4,000 to win, was rained out, and they are currently looking for a makeup date. World of Outlaw Late Models, Prairie Dirt Classic, Fairberry, American Legion Speedway in, in Illinois, otherwise known as Falls, 5,000 to win quadruple features. They broke everyone out after the heat races and they ran four showdowns, which would then set some of the field for the feature on Saturday and also set up their last chance showdowns on Saturday as well. Showdown number one, Bobby Pierce, your winner, over Dennis Erb Jr. and Mike Harrison. Showdown number two, Chris Madden over Brian Shirley and Brandon Shepard. Showdown number three, Ryan Gustin over Will Harrington and Shannon Babb. And showdown number four, Ricky Thornton Jr. with a last lap, last corner pass to pick up the win over Hudson O'Neill and Chris Ferguson. The UMP style modifieds, also a part of this event. Modified showdown winners were Ethan Dodson, Trent Young, Mike Harrison, and Michael Ledford. On to our local action on Friday night. Big Diamond Speedway, of course, modified victory to Nick Roshinsky. 602 Crate Sportsman victory to Danny Buckafuska. Past 305s in attendance with Zach Rhodes picking up the win. 602 Crate Sportsman Rookie Feature Win to Jack Sion. He is the first graduate out of the rookie class this year. Congratulations. And Rogue Runner Victory to Chris Nye. Albany Saratoga Modified Victory to Demetrius Drellos. And 602 Crate Sportsman Win to Tim Hartman Jr. Outlaw Speedway Modified Victory to Mike Maresco. Sportsman Win to Craig Crooker. Lucas Oil ESS Victory to Jared Zimbardi. And LMS super late models also in attendance with Ryan Montgomery, your winner. Utica Rome Speedway modified victory to Matt Shepard after Rocky Warner came up light at the scales and 602 create sportsman win to Matt Janzik. So no matter what we do and look at it at Utica Rome, it's the Matt show. Can-Am Speedway, Dirt Car 358 modified win to Jordan McCready. Dirt Car Sportsman win to Gavin Eisel. Burden Speedway, Dirt Car modified victory to Amy Holland. Congratulations, first time in victory lane with the modified. Dirt Car Sportsman win to Brandon Carvey. Penn Can, modified victory to Darwin R. Green. And 602 Crate Sportsman win to Alex Kanopka ransomville speedway modified win to matt williamson and 602 create sportsman win to nelson mason accord speedway double modified features they had a makeup feature to run which was won by anthony perego and the regularly scheduled feature to jerry higby and 602 create sportsman win to travis green williams grove speedway 410 victory to stevie buckwalder and 358's win to Zach Newland. On to Saturday, World of Outlaw Sprints Empire State Challenge Weekend Kickoff Weed Sports Speedway in New York was rained out. All-Star Circuit of Champions Knoxville Raceway out in Iowa, 8,000 to win. Rico Abreu picking up the win over Buddy Kofoid, Justin Henderson, Austin McCarl, and Blackjack Brian Brown. USAC Sprints, Indiana Sprint Week Finale, Tri-State Speedway, otherwise known as Hobstot, 8,000 to win, rained out, and yes, I was pooped. Finally get to the event in which this podcast logo is on the side of Brady Bacon 69, and it rained out. Brady has informed me that in the event of a rainout, we will work out an event later on this year where I can get... My raffle win redeemed. But in the event of the rainout, which, by the way, was a monsoon. Thank you, Flow Racing, for showing the torrential downpours on live camera. It was fascinating to watch. But no makeup date. Brady Bacon named your Indiana Sprint Week champion. Extreme Outlaw Midgets. Atomic Speedway in Ohio, 4,000 to win. Jade Abadizian with a last lap pass. To pick up the win over Daniel Whitley, Cannon McIntosh, Zach Daum, and Taylor Reimer. Rolled of all eight models, the Prairie Dirt Classic. Yes, the PDC, Fairbury, American Legion Speedway, and Illinois once again, 50,000 to win. Ricky Thornton Jr. got the screw job of a lifetime in my eyes. And they threw the yellow for him slowing, which I don't think was slow enough to throw the yellow. Just my opinion. Got it back under power. And the blending rule put him back to sixth. However, he never went past fourth. Restarted him. And I think everybody watching at home that was not a fan of the guys in front of him was pulling for him to pull that one back out. And he sure did. Ricky Thornton Jr., your winner over Bobby Pierce, Ryan Gustin, Brandon Shepard, and Hudson O'Neill. On to local action, Grandview Speedway was the only modified track in the Northeast to run due to rainouts or otherwise scheduled off for the week. Jeff Strunk was your modified winner, and Dylan Swinehart was your sportsman winner. Also, not sure that I cover this in the news In the past few weeks, but Grandview Speedway making it known in their drivers meeting the other week, they will not be running open sportsman or 604s any longer starting next year. It will strictly be a 602 crate sportsman class, which Grandview Speedway was the last modified track to still allow the other motors on to our sprint car tracks. They Some of them to get some events in Lincoln Speedway, Rack Daddy's Rumble, $7,500 to win. Freddie Raymer, your winner, another last lap pass to pick up the win and 358's victory to Frankie Herr. Port Royal, unfortunately, with the rain Friday night, flooded their tunnel, flooded a lot of areas of the facility and did have to rain out. Sealand's Grove Speedway did Ron pass 305's victory to Drew Young. On to Sunday night. World of Outlaw Sprint Empire State Challenge weekend. Night number two, 20,000 to win at Weed Sport. David Growl, your winner over Carson Macedo. Dave Blaney, Brad Sweet, and Gio Selzy it off the top five. Modified's victory to Matt Shepard. Extreme Outlaw Midgets. Brush Creek Motorsports Complex in Ohio, 4,000 to win. I'm going to tell you right now, 14 cars. 14. And they have a swing coming up here in Pennsylvania. I don't know how this is going to go. But again, getting into what this conversation is about today. Is there too much racing going on? In the end, Daniel Whitley, your winner over Zach Dom, Jerry Coons Jr., Taylor Reimer, and Gavin Miller rounding up the top five. Those are your results. On to our upcoming events. Starting with Short Track Super Series South Region, a non-points event. Tomorrow night, Action Track USA, Modified's running 50 laps for 5,000 to win with a special format. And that will be on Flow Racing. Super Dirt Car Series tonight, King of the North Autodrome Drummond, Quebec, Canada, $7,500 to win. Tuesday night, same thing, except paying $10,000 to win. And Wednesday night, the Canadian Classic Brockville-Ontario Speedway in Ontario, $7,500 to win. Those will all be on Dirt Vision. World of Outlaw Sprints, Friday night before the Ironman Federated Auto Parts Raceway, I-55, otherwise known as Flea, out in Missouri. They will be paired up with The Extreme Outlaw Midgets for both nights. The Midget event will pay $4,000 on Friday. World of Outlaw Sprints. I do not have a purse for him. On to Saturday, Ironman 55. Once again, Federated Auto Parts Raceway, I-55, Peveley, Missouri. And the Extreme Outlaw Midgets will run for $5,000 to win. Those events will be on Dirt Vision. Knoxville Raceway. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 33rd Annual 360 Knoxville Nationals presented by Great Southern Bank. Of course, Knoxville out in Iowa. USAC Silver Crown. Saturday, the Rolly Beal Classic Toledo Speedway in Ohio, 8,000 to win. That will be on Flow Racing. World of All Late Models. Tuesday, Hawkeye 50, Boone Speedway in Iowa, 50000 to win. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, USA Nationals, Cedar Lake Speedway in Wisconsin, with the finale on Saturday also paying 50000 to win. Those will all be on Dirt Vision. Those are your upcoming events. Those were your results. As always, thank you to all of our followers and subscribers. Like and share the podcast on Facebook and Twitter smash the five-star rating button on all the podcast platforms and a big thank you to Kenny Bruce and Bill Brown and company for the support on to this week's episode as I've already expressed to you guys numerous times during the uh, recap here is there too much racing going on we're seeing a lot of guys that are claiming they need time off guys who are stepping away from rides that they don't necessarily have the time for anymore um Jacob Allen did hop back in his 1A last night at Weed Sport. No indication if that is a going forward deal. Is it a one off? I have not heard anything from the Jacob Allen or Sharp Racing Camp or seen it anywhere to indicate what the game plan is. So we get into a good discussion with our good friend Kenny Bruce from Dirt Hack Digest and how do we solve this issue? What is going on? Uh, I know fans that are burnout. out. I know my wife does not enjoy sitting and watching racing every night here at home on all of our streaming services. She will step away because it just it gets to be too much. So that is the $64,000 question at the moment. So I hope you guys enjoy our viewpoint and our take on some of these ongoing issues and I don't know there is an answer i don't know we have come up with one but we have our beliefs our thoughts our opinions on the topic and we hope you enjoy so until next time enjoy the show bill brown and company located in hamilton new jersey has been in the printing and promotional products business since 1946 owner and proud dirt track supporter ken bruce has been with the company since 1987 and continues to deliver the customer service that Bill Brown & Company has since the beginning. Kenny supports Dirt Track Racing through the sponsorship of the number 4M602 Crate Sportsman of Logan Watt and the number 11 Modified of Danny Heber and is also a very proud sponsor of this 4 Wide Salute podcast. You can reach Bill Brown & Company by phone at 609 five eight six one four seven four or by an email at kbruce at billbrown dot com. You can also check out all of Bill Brown's promotional products on their website at com. All right, Mr. Kenny Bruce. I figure everyone's had enough of listening to Burt Wojcik for a while, so we can put him <laughs> on the sidelines for now. But um, interesting things have been going on in the dirt world as of late, and I know you've caught on to some of this. I've definitely caught on to it. And I'm just going to step into the sprint car side of things. That's where it's been pretty prominent as of late, starting with Jacob Allen's big post that came out in the middle of of the Summer Nationals event at Williams Grove that he was stepping away and spending time with family and friends and taking time off, which was interesting that it happened in the middle of a two-day event in Pennsylvania where he's really close to, where he could have still raced and still went home afterwards. But this seems to be a trend now. We've seen Danny Dietrich has taken the opportunity to say thanks but no thanks with randy gas and their 48 deal with the high limit shows he ran the one at grandview in the gary Kaufman car but he's not running any more high limit ones until maybe bridgeport in october in his own car then i've seen uh brent marks after tuesday said i'm taking time off until knoxville we've seen uh, braden cromwell he's running wingless stuff in ohio and indiana he said he's done. Tim Fuller made a comment in Mike Mallet's interview about he needs a break. And you and I have talked about this, you know, off air a bunch of times this year. There's too much racing going on.
1: Yeah, there definitely is too much right now. And, uh, you know, between the sprint car world, the modified world and you know, the late models, too. So it's for some reason it's just guys are getting burnt out easier than they were years ago. And, uh, sometimes it's just, sometimes you got to step back and move forward. And that's what a lot of these guys are doing. Um, you know, Jacob Allen's got, you know, he's privileged to be, you know, have the, have a, the, a ride in the world of outlaws trail. And you know they race a lot, but you know, they do have some time off, but, Sometimes it just gets to you. The pressure gets to you. You know, I don't know if, I don't know if Logan winning the million added more pressure to that. That's possible. But, um, yeah, sometimes these guys just need a break. And yeah, you know, like we talked about the other night, you didn't see that much back in the, you know, eighties, nineties, guys just race and race and race. But now it seems nowadays it's just too much. And, uh, I don't know if it's because the competition is so much closer, and, you yeah. know, or guys get bad wrecks and then they just you need to sometimes step back and regroup and get your stuff back to where it needs to be instead of just trying to piece it together.
0: Well, let's talk about Jacob Allen here. So for those who don't understand about the platinum membership that World Racing Group has, you have a platinum status, which allows you to be eligible for the championship points fund. Also, an exclusivity bonus, as they call it. And World Racing Group will approve or decline time off. It, It has to meet their, just like calling off of work, it has to meet their standard as being acceptable or not. We've seen this happen a couple of years ago with Kay Dillard running the Outlaw Late Model Tour. He wanted to make sure he was home to see his, I believe, daughter off to school and missed the Orange County event, and they did not approve it. And he lost his platinum status, he forfeited his eligibility for the Championship Points Fund, which is a lot of money. So for Jacob Allen to say, you know what, I'm done, he's forfeiting a lot of money. Just looking at what the Championship Points Fund is for the top five, 200 grand to win, 70,000 for fourth, Bonus is one hundred and fifty thousand for first and fifty two and a half for fourth. You're over a hundred grand for the top five, right there. That he willingly just said, "fuck it."
1: Yeah, it, it's hard to believe he did. I mean, even to this day, I'm just looking now. He's still tenth in points, and that's forfeiting a lot of money. Now I know the car owner; uh, they'll still be involved in that as long as the car's still on the doing the tour, which I believe it's going to. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of money to him. But sometimes, you know, your mental health means more to you than money. So he did what he thought he had to do for himself. And if you're if you're not happy with what you're doing, then, you know, sometimes you got to change things.
0: Yeah. I mean, right now, 10th payout for both bonuses combined is about $87,000. That is substantial money to you and I. And I'm assuming for a guy like Jacob Bell, that's still a lot of money. But, you know, it's – I get it. Guys. They put these things out there for drivers to make sure that they're going to show up to every event. And the booking you have four months from now, this track in the middle of the you know Midwest or whatever, is expecting a roster of guys to come. You can expect these guys to show up every week. But your point about the million, I think – there's a lot of it to do with the million. I really think we don't know what the conversation was that was being held between Bobby Allen, Jacob, and Logan or whatever the case is. Logan Schuhart publicly stated that Bobby Allen told him he was going to win the million. Okay, great. Great grandpa, grandson moment there. But when you have another car in that stable that is also family that is also your son, I don't know if he told him the same thing. We're probably never going to know that. But that's got to be a little bit of a kick in the teeth and probably hurt. It probably well, I, hurt
1: him. I, I would imagine it did very much so. Now, you know, obviously, Logan is the number one driver on that team. You know. Yes. Of Jacob's very talented. But, you know, Logan just has that little more, you know, like he just has a little more, you know, Driver savvy, I guess, and uh, and Jacob does, but yeah, what you said there, it definitely has to hurt when your father tells your um, nephew mm-hmm. that uh, you know he's going to win the million, and you're standing here right there alongside of him with your car. So yeah, that you know that would bother me. I'm telling you, tell you that right now.
0: Yeah, I mean it. It it had to in some way, shape, or form, whether you want to admit to it or not. It, it had to hurt feelings in some way, shape, or form. It did. Absolutely did. But now we look at other guys. Brent Marks, who's doing the high roller deal with the High Limit Sprint Car Series. Yes, it's only, what, 10, 12 events. And then you have the random all-star shows that he wants to attend. You have the random outlaw shows you want to attend. And you, you run in PA where you can race at the Grove on Fridays. You can also run Lincoln or Port Royal. You can also run Sealins Grove at their select shows. You can also run BAPS at their select shows. And those are an accumulation as well. We're at a point where guys want to race for a living. We see this a lot more in late models, a little bit less, I think, with sprint cars. And then, of course, our modifieds, that's next to near in existence, except for a few people. We'll, We'll get to that. But, you know. These other series popping up, running really big money shows, yes, it is great, but there are a lot of expectations that you must meet. I look at the things like, you brought up guys back in the day just racing, that was it. You're right. Guys did do that. There was no social media, there was no public forum for people to complain, bash, and, uh, god murder people in words sometimes there was also no merch trailer there was none of that stuff you weren't worried about did my graphic designer make a graphic for race day today there was none of that shit you showed up worried about your race car that's it you have to worry about does my suit have holes in it i don't care am i wearing the right hat today to promote this sponsor None of that stuff ever mattered. Now they're on television with basically every series is on some type of streaming device. Even your local tracks are on these streaming services. You're under a microscope. You're whether you want to realize or not, you're under the camera at all times. And now it's a different level of racing. It's no longer just get to the track race can really get away with not saying a word to anyone like you used to be able to do.
1: No, you know, social media has changed so much and streaming's changed so much over the last five, ten years. It's These guys, like you say, they're under a microscope and everything they say or do or don't do is magnified by a keyboard warrior. Yep. And, you know, if you don't, oh, he forgot to say thank you to this sponsor. I can't believe he did that. And, you know, or just anything. They just, under such scrutiny anymore that it's hard for them to relax and you know, just go from track to track and race. And some guys do it better than others. Um I I don't like Donnie Schatz, I don't think he gives two shits about what anybody says about him on social media or whatever. And he don't care. But then you get other drivers that I think take it, you know, take things personally and, you know, they keep reading stuff and it's just a whole different ballgame nowadays with social media. And uh, like everybody says, social media has been great, but it's also been the worst.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right.
1: You know, it's great if you use it the right way, but you know, tracks use it to promote things and I get it. And drivers use it to promote things, announcements, but then you got the other, you know, then you do the 180, and then there's, you know, uh, Joe blow over there, you know, is typing out that track sucks. He should have done this. And, I can't believe they did. I can't believe they raced. Uh, Why didn't it rain out when it rained halfway through the day? And it's after a while, people just get tired of hearing that. I know I do. And, uh, you know, I see stuff all the time. I'm probably my own worst enemy because I read things all the time, but, um, but I don't comment on nothing because I don't want to get involved in anything. And, uh, it's especially with people you know. You know, people say things about Big Diamond, and you know, you want to want to you want to defend them right away, and all that kind of stuff. But if you do, then you're just opening yourself up to other things. So I try to stay off of that stuff. But but yeah, I think social media has changed the ball game. Uh, you know, one hundred percent from when it was. You know, t- even ten fifteen years ago.
0: Well, look at Danny Dietrich as a prime example. Danny very vocal on Twitter. mm Hmm. That is legit. I would consider it part of his job, although I think if you were to ask him, he would say he does it for himself. He doesn't give a shit what anyone says. Here's the difference. If he chooses to go silent or deactivate his Twitter or delete the app for a week, whatever the case is, the same people that slaughter him for having an opinion and speaking up and sometimes speaking the real truth about things, them same people would either complain that he's no longer active or bash him because he's a coward and now basically does what these same people thought he should have done in the first place, which was shut his mouth it's a double-edged sword no matter which way you look at it i see guys i see guys that are getting torn apart because they don't have merch like you don't know how expensive this shit is to get i can tell you you're looking at thousands of dollars to get a decent supply of applicable sizes but then you guys are like oh you only have it in one color well that's dumb oh you don't have this in a kid's size that's dumb Oh, you don't have big guy sizes. That's dumb. like all oh, the dumbest shit. And this is what drivers get sick and tired of. So mm-hmm. I understand this whole Macri deal of him and his the 39M possibly stemmed from a merch deal. Like, are you kidding? Let's get back oh, down yeah. to, to the simplified business here. He can race your car and he can do it well and win in it. And we're gonna do this over merchandise, like holy shit!
1: Yeah, but merchandise is a big thing right now, and it's you know, well, just look at me—I, I have uh, drawers full of racing T-shirts that, <laughs> that I, I'm sure you do too. But um, you know, it, but merchandise is, is is big to certain drivers, and other drivers don't care about it. But, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. World of Outlaws, Lucas Laywell, Late Model Super Dirt Car Series, there's there's a lot of money to be made for them guys. But you're right. It takes, you know, a lot of money to start that order. I mean, I I did a small order a couple years ago for, you know, my, my buddy Danny Eber, and that cost me over $1,000. And, you know, and that was a small order, mm-hmm. not compared to what guys like Billy Pouse Jr. do and Matt Shepard do, so... God knows
0: how much they're spending just to get the order going. And, you know, because most places, you got to pay that stuff right up front. Right. And, and, um, and they're also coming out with multiple shirts a year, not even just right, one absolutely. design in one color. It's, but it's going back to, so I look at like David Gravel. I look at Sheldon Hodden Shield. And they're in their merch trailers all the time. Gravel's mm-hmm. now doing these. Vlogs and recording some of this stuff, and he's in his merch trailer. He's not even at the car, and you're worried about inventory. You're worried about signing all these autographs, and NASCAR guys aren't even at their merch trailer doing that shit. Yeah, you know, not, well, I mean, they'll make appearances, but not, not like, not no. like, you, not like Gravel does. Like no, Larson goes in his trailer. Right, right. Rico, same way. It's. You know, Rico's filling his own orders when he's not racing. You're living Man. this, you're it's it's now a job. You're living it every single day. You and I, we can have a weekend off and not worry about our jobs until Monday. These guys right. legit can't. Then they're getting behind the wheel, driving their rig, or driving their merch trailer to the next town. Ricky yeah. Thornton Jr., he won two races in a weekend, and his merch trailer rolled behind his motorhome. And now he has to worry about that big deal. And what focus did that take out of him getting on the wheel of his race car where he makes his living? It's like, okay, so let's get back to what the original topic is here is there's (laughs) so much that goes into this sport for these guys who are doing it for a living that I think people forget. And now we're seeing guys who are like, you know what? I'm burnt out. There's too much shit going on. There's too, too much. And you're expected, if you're a high-profile guy, you're expected by your sponsors or your car owners in some of these cases to compete. Look at Peck. They ran 100 races, 99 races last year. They want to do over 100 this year. They're not going to hit it because of his injury, but that's a lot. That is a lot. And you're on the road. You're away from your family. You're away from your wife or and or your kids. Uh, if you're a single guy, you can't guarantee you're gonna find a hooker in the next town either. So them guys are struggling too. You know, <laughs> it's all this <laughs> all this shit comes into play. But as you and I talked, there's an issue with scheduling, and and I want to get into that aspect of it. So before we dive into any particular series or or division. I want to address this we're in pennsylvania you and i are race fans at heart we we will go as much as we willingly can if it's if it's feasible uh just based with time or financials whatever the case is so the end the beginning of june the appalachian mountain super late Mile speed week kicks off i love that it's back i think jim bernheisel did a great job with the organization and They had 40 cars almost every show. It was a great turnout. Super late models don't have this advantage every year around here. It was awesome. But, from a fan's perspective, and even a driver's perspective, it overlapped with USAC Eastern Storm. Okay, now we have Eastern Storm in town. Now they run for the better part of a week. Okay, that clears out. Super late mile speed week's done. Now we get to a week, week and a half later, 410 speed week is now kicking off. Nine races across 10 days. Rain won a lot of them, but it's still... What happens if we would have went through an entire drought in the month of June? Holy shit, that would have been a lot of racing. That gets over with. Now we just ran 600 micro speed week. That's a lot of racing that's going on. And now in a week and a half... We're going to have the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series roll through for a five-race stint. That's a lot of races to go to. Add on top of that, these are special attractions. Your ticket price is not your normal $15, $20, if you're going to a micro-track, less than that at times. Now all the prices are jacked up. Every Speed Week show, I believe, was at least $25, if not more. Super late model tracks are probably charging somewhat close to that as well. So now if you're a driver, it's a grind. You have to hope you can get off of work if you're a working man. But besides the fact, it's a grind. You're Every night, you're just turning your car over. If you broke something or wrecked something, it's a turnover. It's not an easy gig at all. But why does there need to be so much shit. It's literally 10 pounds of crap shoved in a 5-pound bag.
1: Yeah, you say speed week after speed week after speed week, and it just you know, and the drivers themselves, like you say, you know, especially if you only have one car. Now, a lot of these touring series guys have two three cars or they can build, a, the sprint cars, they can build a car in, in half a day, but for the fans alone, it's just people just don't have all that money to go to follow all these Speed Weeks. Now, you do have different genres of fans. You know, you have your late model fans, then you have your Eastern Storm fans, modified fans, sprint cars, midgets. So that breaks it up a little bit. But still, for the average fan to go, you know, if you want to go all 10 Speed Week shows, you know, you're talking thousands of dollars between uh, admissions and food and gas. Hotels? Hotels. And, you know, people just can't do that anymore. It's just not out there like it used to be years ago. And about years ago, you didn't have all this stuff either. So, And then throw in, you know, the modified shows, the Dale races, the Super Dirt Car series. And, you know, you do that and then it just it just kept piling on and piling on and piling on. And then when you get to a Friday night track or like us, well, a big dime or any or Saturday night track the fan counts down because they're spending all their money on these midweek races.
0: Yep. Well, and that's the next thing. So now let's go into attendance and I'm not just talking about the grandstands either. So had a nice conversation with Mrs. Watt about the crate schedule that just happened over the course of a two week period where we raced Friday crates ran wherever they raced on Saturday Then you had what was supposed to be the Deo show at Bridgeport. That would have been Sunday. Then we ran our Super Dirt Car show on Tuesday. Crates were on. It was a point show. There's Tuesday. Then you have Wednesday was originally supposed to be Fonda. That got moved. But then you had Thursday at Bloomsburg. Now we're back at Friday and Saturday. Then now we're at we have Weedsport Sunday. Now we have the Fonda Show Monday wednesday is land of legends with super dirt car thursday the richie evans remembered race at utica rome now we're back to friday saturday it's like oh my god well nope now we have a two day swing in canada then we have friday saturday now we have a three-day show of super dirt car up in canada this week gets come coming and then and we're gonna have summer fast here, not too far off, like
1: yep. Yep. and right here, <laughs> and
0: when we look at modifieds, okay, so super late models, there's a big chunk of guys. I want to say there's probably about thirty good, good guys. This is what they do for a living. This is it. They do not have jobs, they are balls to the wall. Let's run this schedule. They race a lot of races for a lot of money. Last night, Prairie Dirt Classic, fifty grand to win, five hundred dollars per lap led for a hundred lap race. Brandon Shepard last year led green to checkered. He took home over a hundred thousand dollars in total money. But these guys race for a lot of change. You know, it's it's well known. Lucas Oil runs over, I believe it's thirteen shows for more than fifty grand. You have the uh, XR Super Series now running these hundred thousand dollar to win races. Outlaws do a lot of 30,000 or more races. Uh, Castrol State America runs $23,000 races, but their schedules, they kind of work together to not overlap. Outlaws and Lucas Oil do crisscross a lot, but the other two series, you can run one of these paths and run three series completely, which is nice. But again, a lot of these guys, this is what they do for a living. So you're basically, it's, it, is a job for them but you're giving them the opportunity to work a lot so that's that's kind of different sprint cars they're a little bit more stingy you know eldora millions out there outlaw guys if you want to run it you gotta burn two of your four freebies that we give you because we have really strict rules on what you can and cannot race which is the dumbest shit I've ever heard who cares you know what Pay these guys to come race. They're going to race. If you want to sign up for platinum, go ahead. But I get it. You're trying to protect your investment. So if Brad Sweet goes and runs a race that he shouldn't be at, per your opinion, and he wrecks it, well, that just might have cost you fans in the grandstands or whatever the case is. I get it. Racing is a risk no matter what. No, absolutely. It can happen on your track. can happen... In their backyard with their kids on a go-kart. It don't matter. But, okay, so there's that. Now, modifies. Here's the problem. All this racing. How many modified guys do you know that do this for a living? That own Uh, their own car? Well, I got that. Well, the only one I know that owns their own car is probably Shepard. That's it. That's it. Um, And that's the only thing he does. There's no side job. yeah, this is it. That's his income. He's the only okay. one. He's the only one. And I mean,
1: there's like I just look. I'm like looking at the Super air Car Series points right now. And mm-hmm. I count probably five five guys that race for modifieds for a living. Uh, like you say, Shepard's the only one that owns his own. Well, Matt Uh But yeah, they're about <laughs> the only five. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's
0: like five guys Prego, Mahaney, McLaughlin, I think Williamson, Shepard. That's about it. I guess Britain, but Britain, I, I don't know. If, I mean, Laner does racing bodies and stuff, so I guess that's kind of yeah. different. But Max, I don't think, really has a job either, he just yeah. races whatever he can. But Shepard's the main one, and it's come up a lot recently. At least in conversations I've overheard or had where, okay, Northeast Dirt Modifieds, you want to race as much as the other guys do. Because, you know, you all weren't world finals together and you guys are the stepchild of this whole thing. Yes. Well, we want to race as much as the other two do. Well, the difference is these guys have jobs. Billy Decker, for as long as he's raced all this shit, he goes to work the next day. And we're not talking a office job he rolls in at 10. Like, he's up and working before a lot of us are out of bed. After oh, yeah. running midweek shows till God knows what time.
1: I remember a few years ago, Grandview, this is going back probably 10 or 12 years ago, at a, a uh, Supergirl car series show at Grandview. And Decker flew his own plane into a local airport to race that. And then, because afterwards, he, I was standing there interviewing him. And he, he asked somebody if he could give him a ride to the airport because he had to fly back to be at work in the morning.
0: Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. But that's the that's the thing about our Northeast Dirt Modified guys is that is what they do. Yes. Nothing okay. against Matt Shepard whatsoever. He has built himself an empire. He has the degree in engineering. So is his crew chief. He gets up in the morning, works on these race cars, studies it. He he basically handles it like a professional quarterback does. They they eat, sleep, and drink this shit. And yep. he goes out, and yes, they are running for a lot less money most of the time. A 10 grand a win race is a really good purse for a modified, but he wins them and he wins them a lot. Because this is his income. So sure. just like you and I strive to be the best in what it is that we do during the day. Because it reassures us that we can continue to live the way we live and not lose our job. It's what we do. Basically, if he doesn't treat it the same way and he starts to suck, he's going to fire himself because he's not making the money to pay the bills. That's just the way it is. But to go back again to this scheduling conflict, how many guys can run everything that's out there? And still hold their job, can still keep their wife, not lose their kids because they're away from home too much. Right. And now it's, go ahead. There's not many. I nope. mean, you know, uh, I'm
1: looking here, you know, Chris Heil, he owns his own business. Um, I guess it helps when you own your own business, to you set your schedule but uh still you know them guys jimmy phelps he has a job tim sears jr has a job darren smith works for his dad i'm sure that makes it a little easier for him but still he has to be at work and you know and larry White, he owns his own company and works still works for his dad it's hard for these guys to you know it's not as hard for them as it is for a fan i guess to take off all the time but a lot of them can dictate their own hours i'm sure but still just to travel like they do and you know it's, it's so hard for your family. And if you have a family that travels with you, it makes it a little easier. But some of these, when your kids get aged, but you gotta go to school and things like that, it, it then you, you can't do that. And it, I don't know. It's just hard to do anymore. It seems, it seems harder now than it ever did for some reason.
0: Right. You know, I remember talking to Billy Pouch Jr. on episode three of this running podcast. And, we talked a lot about how it was growing up when the old man was running everything under the sun. He was at that time of Billy really go- growing up. It was, you know, the end of the modifies into the Zemco 1 scene and, and running the sprint car. And he said the old man wasn't around a lot. He wasn't around a lot. Who took Billy to the races to run, you know, his, you know, quarter midge and all that stuff? Well, it was Leroy. It was Grandpa. Well, right. Billy told me, and I'm sure he doesn't mind me repeating this, he doesn't want to put BP3 through the same hardships as he went through. He knows how it was. So, has Billy raced on a Friday a lot? Absolutely not. Where's he at? A lot of times he's at Snydersville with BP3 in the slingshot playing dad. Ryan Watt got crucified by a lot oh, of right. people when, say the same thing, yeah. when he decided, this is probably Logan's last full season running quarter midgets, you know what, if he wants to go run national stuff, we're going to go run national stuff. And he got crucified by a lot of people. Well, you should have been here. This is unexcusable. Who are you? I get it. You're paying your money to come in and watch guys race, but that one guy ain't going to make or break the field. Like, no offense, yeah. Ryan, but you're not going to make or break the field.
1: Right. But
0: it's, it's like, so Billy understands the whole idea of I don't want to go down that same route again and put my kid through the same thing. Billy could actually raise probably almost every day of the week if you really, really wanted to. Oh yeah. But he understands just like these guys that say they want time off or Jacob who wants to stay with his family and friends and just unwind himself. I completely get it. You know, it's, I look, you know, guys get crucified for not coming on a Friday night. A lot of them from Jersey. I don't, I don't expect anybody from Jersey to come race on a Friday night ever. It's over no. three hours. It's hectic. Traffic, Traffic on 78 is insanely bad. Yes, there's there's been construction since 1973, no matter what they tell you. It's been there forever. Yes. Um, if they come, I'm super appreciative of that. And I let them know that I'm appreciative of that because it's ridiculous. So I'll tell you guys a couple, I believe, last year, two years ago, Jake asked, why can't we move up our start time we start late because it's a friday people work even grandstands people work that fans that get there yeah. they work okay it's blue collar town they're done early Nah, they still work so he goes well at georgetown these same guys drive to georgetown and they're there for an earlier start time i said okay fair enough here's a difference georgetown runs one friday a month at that point they did and It's easy for guys like us to say, Hey, boss, may I have a half day one Friday a month? You're more likely to get a yes, okay, no problem, vacation time, whatever the issue is. Now, if you ask this boss to do the same thing every Friday from April through the end of August, you might as well look for a new job. Most cases, there is no way in hell that's going to be acceptable.
1: No, not at all. I, I told you on Friday night, you know, my buddy Danny from he, when he ran Big Diamond, they would leave like one o'clock. And you know, they, everybody on the crew had to take half days all the time to go. And it just got too much after a while.
0: It, it's insane. I look at Scott Riggleman. I don't know if you remember Scott Riggleman. He races uh, Wall Stadium on Saturdays on Asphalt. He also mm-hmm. likes to go run in thorough races, and he right. likes to travel to go do them. He likes to run different tracks. It's not a matter of ma- winning money. It really isn't. Right. It's a hobby. I seen he went, where the hell did he go? Vermont? And it was a 10-hour haul. He drove the 10 hours, I'm pretty sure, by himself. Like, there's no crew. Maybe his old lady went with, but that's it. Drove 10 hours. It rained out. And he made a post going, 10-hour trip successful, races rained out. Oh, well, you win some, you lose some. You're fucking nuts to go run an enduro race 10 hours away, but he handled it like a champ. Like there was no expectation of, well, I drove here, they should race kind of stuff. He used to come up and run our enduros, four-hour drive from New Jersey to come run an enduro that you knew was starting at midnight. You were winning maybe $200, maybe $200, maybe, to yeah. drive four hours back. By the time you unloaded everything, you're in bed by maybe 5 to 6 in the morning, get up and get your shit ready for a wall. You're insane. But I, I appreciate coming, but oh, yeah. for these guys to again take off the time from work even if you own your own business what are you sacrificing by leaving early or not showing up there are things like larry white another one owns his own business there's a lot of things that can that can implode by you not being there there's so many things that can happen and i just at this point i don't know how is it fixed you know I would love to meet the track owner that one time that decided we should race on Tuesday night. It would be huge. No one else does it because mm-hmm. you started a shit storm because then it was, well, if they can run on Tuesday, well, why can't I race next Wednesday as a special show? There's no more special shows anymore. They're not special. They're almost like regularly scheduled now. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And then we get into our end of year stuff. I even see it with the late models and sprint cars. Everything's a three day weekend. Preliminaries yeah. on Thursday, preliminaries Friday, big payout on on Saturday. It's it's getting to be a killer. You know, tracks that run uh timed hot laps on Friday, top time locks in. That just gets you there Friday, even though you really don't have to be there till Saturday. It's it's a it's a bait in the water and guys bite it all the time. But it's, it's a pain in the ass for these racers that have to do it all year long. And they do it because they know they love doing it. They know the fans love it. But the question is where do we draw the line in the sand and say, I give up? I don't know. Well, you, you, you talked about the end of the season
1: shows. Look at October. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got Super Dirt Week, that's Wednesday through Sunday. Thursday, if you you can actually go on Thursday, but following week is Port Royal. That's Thursday through Saturday. Following week after that is Orange County. That's Friday through Sunday, and then following week is Georgetown. Is that's a two day show, and and
0: And then you have the the World Finals,
1: and then the World Finals. Yeah, I'm but I I was just talking about locals, right? But right, you know, for someone like you know, I'm blessed. I have my own company. I can take off and I can do this stuff, and I can work my hotel room if i have to so but you know my wife calls it the month of hell because yeah (laughs) because i'm going every weekend in october except for the first one i think but um it's a lot you know and the fans can't afford to go away three-day weekends all the time for the weekends camping and it's it's just i don't know but there's i understand why they want the big races the big money brings in the big drivers but there's just so much of it, and like you say, they everything has to be a three four day show. And, you know, instead of just qualifying and running the
0: big big race. But, yeah, you're you're you exactly. I mean, Mahaney. You know, I I believe it was on our my episode with with him. He had said pretty much from Super Dirt Week through the Louisiana Swing, he wasn't home. He lived yeah. out of that toter. And that hauler and them race cars for all but two months. Right. Because right, right after World Finals, them guys head to Louisiana for what, right. I, what I call a quick buck. Because, sorry, them guys down there, uh, they're just not going to cut the mustard when the when the professionals show up. It's just not. No, no. It, they're not up to that snuff. No offense, Cody Adams and Keith Alley, I know you're going to listen. But it, it's just, you guys know, it. it's the fact of Matt Shepard comes down. It, it's it's not it's not fair it really isn't but no these no. guys are gone for so long you bring up the october schedule what's the week before uh super dirt week danny's ran 100 weekend at bridgeport is right around there too week before that is yeah. 76er. 76er week before that for me tusker war 50 weekend That's week before ones. that it's coal cracker weekend it, yep. it's
1: there's something every weekend. Let, me, let me tell you. Like, now, We just got a big race, too, in September,
0: too. Yep. They have one in September. They have one in October. They run the same Saturday of, Easter, of uh, Eastern State, the too. Supergirl but week. um, it's insane. I had my elbow surgery the other year. I had the privilege of being off of work September, October, November. I wish I would have tallied how much money I spent. I didn't go to oswego but i did go to the short track super nationals and then i went to port royal i went to all of these events and it's fucking expensive especially these multiple day shows oh yeah you're it, you have to get a hotel yep you know even port royal it i would have rather just slept in the camper somewhere instead of going back and forth so that's what we did it's just It is unbelievable how costly this all is. And you know what? After my episode with Bert, you know, when I went on my little tirade, that was so good. Um, I had a guy reach out to me and he spoke about a lot of things and agreed with a lot of things that were said. And he brought up one good point. A lot of times the fans are so rowdy and so outspoken And yes, there are those select guys out there who just have no idea what the hell they're talking about. But he said the fans are driven to the point where there's so much expected of them. You're expected to have flow racing. You're expected to have dirt vision. You're expected to go to the races when you can. You're expected to pay the high ticket prices. Look at Grandview Tuesday. You were expected to pay $40 to watch 27 cars. Yeah. You're you're expected to buy the merchandise that we spoke about. Some of our favorite traveling guys are coming out with new shit every week, every month. Brady Bacon had the largest selection of 12 different shirts you could have got. And we look at our modified guys that have one shirt, one color. And yeah. it's all these expectations are set. And you're expected to go to all these midweek shows to where this conversation originally started and they're salty, they're pissed. Yeah, when you go to a track that probably should have canceled because they knew it was going to rain and they got you there and then reminded you what the rain check policy was and then it rained and now you're all pissed off because you didn't get to see a show. Now it puts into perspective why people are so pissed off and so miserable, outspoken, And this is why attendance is down. This is why car counts are down. It's it's gotta get under control at some point. It really does.
1: Right. Yeah, well, I mean in all fairness, car counts usually do drop this time of year because people are just you know out of money, things break, you know. You've seen posts on Facebook, I yeah, I blew a motor, I'm gonna miss the next couple weeks. Yep people just don't have the money to do it. or they just don't years ago. People always had a spare motor or, but now, you know, with parts being what they are and car counts are usually light And end of July, early August, they'll pick up again toward the later year, but it's just so much racing. And like you said, the crates that week, you know, if it wasn't for a couple rainouts, they would have been, you know, especially when you're you're turning over one car. The crate guys, most crate guys don't have two or three cars. They get turned over the same car. So um, we'll see what happens as we come towards the end of the year. I'm hoping everything picks back up again. You know, our our crate count at Big Diamond has been really light the last two weeks, and there's been a couple of extenuating circumstances with a couple of drivers. I understand that. But you just wonder why some guys don't show up, but maybe they just, you know, on vacations and you know family has to come first sometimes
0: yeah and i again i'll never fault anyone for that never nope. um i took hell the other year because one of our rogue runner guys didn't race roadrunners runners and wanted to go the next night to another track with his son to race something else and he caught hell for it and i applauded him because you know what family means more than anything else i i would never fault anyone for that there was a time where i was like you're nuts we should have been here it's a point show Mm -hmm. like i get it but there's more to life than this i applaud jacob allen for making a very difficult decision i applaud brent marks and tim fuller for making it known they need a break you know you have the all-star break in baseball you have off days in pro sports. You have um, a bye week in football. You have all you have all these different things. You have off weeks in NASCAR. There, well,
1: that's and that that's one of the big things in NASCAR. I, mean, I listen to the NASCAR station a lot, and these drivers like they had one weekend off this. The Cup guys had one weekend off this year, and that's bad. You know, it is bad, and you know them guys. Most all of them have families, and it's so yeah you know, they're they're begging for you know at least another weekend off. I understand why they don't because a lot of it's TV and when you can schedule the tracks and weather and things like that. but it's it's just a lot. and you see that in thats car guys get burnt out too, and you know they take you know retiring they retire a lot earlier now than they used to. that's for sure.
0: you know, maybe some of the tracks should look into I'm just speaking around here. Not every show, every special event needs to be a modified focus show. Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe one of these weeks, you know, or a random Tuesday if you want to run midweek shows, maybe make it a hey, limited sportsmen, make it a special event. Pay them two grand to win one one week and just make them feel special. You can leave them other guys at home for a night. I know it might not pack your grandstands, but it might pack your pits. You know, back
1: the pits, right? And maybe yeah, if you lower the admission price for the grandstands a little bit, you like right. Look at look at them guys that have them five dollar nights and yep. things like that. Yeah. You know, Bridgeport has that free night they had every year, and they have modified that night to Sportsman, but the place was usually
0: packed. And you can sell more hot dogs that way. You can sell more sodas that way. Yep. You know, maybe on a Wednesday, four cylinders. Maybe make it a big thing. Look. I give Bridgeport credit. They have that 10 grand to win street stock nationals. That's huge, Mm -hmm. and that brings people. You know, maybe it
1: brings drivers too, like Jimmy Blewett and stuff. But that's another story for another day.
0: It's it's (laughs) hey, it's an attraction. Unless you sure, you know, hey, we used to run. You know, we ran a big crate, uh, a a big open sportsman race a couple of years ago, and the rule was no modified drivers. Grandy's doing it now with their 38er. No. Regular modified drivers are allowed to enter, which makes it even better. You know, it's maybe that's a a hint at something. You know what I mean? Like you have, I get it. Your outlaws, your, your Lucas oil, like that's, that's going to be their thing. That's just them. They are the attraction, but you know, maybe we divert it somewhere else onto another division once in a while and just make it all about them, you know? and, it's not hey we have modifieds and crates. Oh and by the way, we have four cylinders for extra money. Like right. I don't know. There it's got to be a a breakthrough at, at some point. Maybe there's something there that people haven't seen yet. I don't know, but it's just it's getting out of hand and it's look, my wife, you know, we watch racing almost every night at home because I love watching it. I put on this background noise, you know, and there are times where she needs to go to the office to work and watch Netflix and put in headphones to shut herself out of it because it gets so bad. It's yeah. just, there's too much all the time, you know. And then you have car count issues, like we said. You know, I watched Extreme Outlaw Midgets last night they didn't have a full field, which maybe that's a problem. You guys went from having 12 races last year to 33 this year. And you're running during Indiana sprint week. So you're losing guys that are running that, you know, maybe be smarter about what you're booking and when you're booking it. I don't know there, but there's an answer out there that I think would help things that just everyone's so worried about, well, we got to get our shit in, you know, it's like pro wrestling it's it's always okay i know who's winning i know who's losing but remember i gotta get my shit in i gotta make sure i can do you know i gotta i gotta do my moves too and it's yeah. like maybe sometimes it's better if you don't you know maybe that maybe that's just the answer i don't know
1: yeah no there's gotta be some like you say. there's gotta be an answer out there somehow to get some down you know i know Drivers complain that they don't get a night, you know, like modified. So they run every week at Grandview. They run every week at Big Diamond. And, yep. You know, I, I understand you got to get so much races in to satisfy your sponsors and all that. But to me, having given them, it doesn't have to be once a month, but to give them a night off once every other month or something like that, I think that's a good thing. It gives them a chance to go away and do things. And if they coordinated it would be the same week, that would be even better. But I know that will never happen, so.
0: But that's your opportunity to book a. I, I'm not a booker here. I'm not a promoter. But okay, right. Grandview and Diamond agree to have modifieds off this same week. You know what? Why don't we run like a two day crate event? Pay a little extra money for guys that run both nights. Uh, you know, let's do some kind of combined point thing. It could help us get cars Friday. Help our Friday guys come to you on Saturday. Add some bonus money in there. Gee, sounds like a That's genius idea, doesn't it? That's a great idea. <laughs> I thought I'd i be all in for that. I'd get involved with that. That'd be great. When Bruce Rogers and then Fritz happened to pass away kind of around the same time, my initial idea was why not run the Moneymaker and the Fritz Rohr Memorial Race the same weekend, same concept, you know, points between the two an overall champion. Yeah. However, you know, maybe we do some kind of format where like Friday night's finish rolls over into setting up heat lineups on Saturday and just kind of roll it into like a, you know, a nostalgia kind of thing. These guys started their racetracks only 10 years apart. It's been predominant. Guys run both places a lot. Like, and it just never got off the ground. So, like, I mean, there's right. so many opportunities to do things like that. But, you know, I get it. Granby never wants to have their modifiers off because their grandstands are going to suffer. Same with Diamond. Right. We've seen it. But, yeah. what do you do? I mean, we can keep pitching these um, ideas. Who knows yeah, what needs to happen. So. But,
1: right. <sighs> My big thing is, I would, I know, like you said, I know what I have you know the promoters of a spec 358 tracks around here need to to me they need to get together and put the egos aside and try to work something out to help the whole division and it just helps everybody right and not only them it would help the whole class but that's just a dream of mine so
0: well to to wrap up this episode uh, and i appreciate you coming on i'm going to I'm going to quote the conversation I have with a modified driver on a Friday the other week. They really wanted a week off. And I said, well, we have all these rainouts that we've rained out almost every Friday, every date in June. And the answer I got was, yeah, but you can't book a hotel on a hope and a prayer that it's going to rain out. And we want to go on vacation. We would like you to give us that weekend that we know we can go on vacation. Right. So, there it is. You can't book a vacation on a hope and a prayer of a rainout. Just remember that. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. I appreciate your insight. It's been a really great conversation. Maybe we see some type of change coming, or maybe we're just blowing hot air. I mean, I mean I'd like to see some. Like you said, I think it'd be in the best interest of everybody if we could get some
1: kind of camaraderie and but uh you know everybody's out for their own and I get that. It's you know it's not easy to own a track. You know that you, you're close to people. I'm close to people. It's it's not an easy thing to do. And I I i'm thank, thankful to all the owners of all these tracks that, you know, give us a place to go and drivers place to raise and as a fan and as a media guy I, I appreciate it very much. And I'm not putting anybody down. I just it's just like you said it would help everybody to uh i think if we could just get together and do something to help the whole racing scene in the area
0: you know maybe we get a lot of modified tracks on board for the same weekend that everyone has the modifieds off and just watch all these guys go batshit crazy because the ones that do want to race they're not going to have anywhere to race and just Put them all in a room and just watch their heads explode. <laughs> 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 all right, man. It's been a great conversation. Again, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, right. I'll see, see you. Tuesday
1: night at Kutztown.
0: Your ass hangs out. I ain't going to Kutztown. I'll be watching oh, you at home. Gone. You I can't wait to go. You make sure you text me all the fun facts that you find out. I will.